Elon Musk begs ex-girlfriend Grimes not to get Elfia modifications and vampire teeth. Get her off. Saturday Kitchen fans unimpressed by Prulith's shocking toast segment. Mike Parry vows to boycott Asda after explosive rant about shoppers in pyjamas. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the online celebrity journalism podcast that's unapologetically going for growth and I'm afraid doesn't recognise the premise of your question. I'm Matt Withers <laughs> and the quarteng to my trust is Chris Beckett. Wow, what an honour. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which way you should take that, but take that whichever way you will. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to just ignore it and just carry on. <laughs> yes, much as our government are, am I right? Hashtag politics, <laughs> hashtag satire. Oh, it's like working with Ben Elton. <laughs> A little bit of politics. <laughs> um, we're not here to talk about politics, Chris Beckett. We're here to talk about no. online celebrity journalism. And may I tempt you with a story about Elon Musk begging ex-girlfriend Grimes not to get elf ear modifications and vampire teeth. <laughs> you certainly can. Well, you're in luck, because I have got a story from the mirror.co.uk, and it's headlined, Elon Musk begs ex-girlfriend Grimes not to get elf ear modifications and vampire teeth. Oh, I mean, you, you, you can't tell exes what to do first, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> don't try and change anyone. No, no. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you've had to beg an ex-girlfriend not to get healthier modifications and vampire teeth. No, no. I mean, the closest I think I've ever got to that is probably playing Legend of Zelda while drunk. <laughs> yeah, well, we've all been there. So this has got the uh, the subhead, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, 51, didn't seem a fan of ex-girlfriend Grimes' ideas to tweak her appearance to look like a mythical character. Uh, takes all sorts. It begins. Elon Musk did his best to dissuade his ex-girlfriend Grimes from getting elfier modifications and vampire teeth as she asked fans to send her reputable surgeons on Twitter. <laughs> I tell you what, if I was going for some surgery, you know, perhaps to get some vampire teeth or Alfie modifications. I would certainly do a shout out on Twitter. That would be my first port of call. I, I've always said, Chris, you know this, that if I was ever to, to make some irreversible changes to my facial appearance and I wanted a surgeon who was prepared to take what was a pretty strange move, I would definitely go to that particular website, twitter.com. Exactly. 280 characters and, you know, you're bound to get something great. The Tesla CEO, 51, didn't seem a fan of Grimes's real name Claire Boucher, ideas to tweak her appearance to look like a mythical character. Yeah. I don't really know Grimes. I suspect that we're probably a, a little bit out of her um, target demographic age-wise. I like the fact that she's named Claire Boucher. It makes her sound like she works in HR. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's, it sort of slows the story up quite a lot, doesn't it, that sentence? Yeah. Elon firmly told the musician, 34, on Twitter on Tuesday, 
the downside of Elphia surgery probably outweighs the upside. Yeah, spoken as a man of experience. <laughs> I've got to say, I, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive fan of Elon Musk as much as I ever think about him, but I think when he says that, I think I'm probably with him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what elf ear surgery is. Um, so I'm thinking of an elf. I'm thinking of, um, well, I'm thinking of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but they're dwarves, which isn't the same as elves, yeah. is it? Uh, Come on, Lord Lord of the Rings, I think. More well, like point, you know, there's got to be a certain pointiness to the ear. Yeah, I think, Chris, you, you know well enough that I have neither read nor seen the films of the Lord of the Rings. I have no idea what they look like. Yeah. You're missing out. You're missing out. Well, you say that um, they're about three and a half hours long. Uh, (laughs) No. It comes after Grimes shared her desires to radically transform her appearance in a series of lengthy tweets. She wrote, Two years ago, I made an appointment with a great plastic surgeon. Thought I might want to change things up by my mid-30s, but then I forgot and never thought about what I should do. Any face mods y'all think would look good on me? Elfias isn't an option. That's a separate quest. Well, I like the way she's made it into a quest. That's <laughs> really, you know, it's getting, that's probably, if you're going to get Elfias, you can't just rock on up. It has to be, you know, a quest. You probably have to, like, open a door and speak a password. Yep. Answer a little riddle. Um, yep. It, it reminds me of the way that kind of, like, the Daily Express doesn't have campaigns, it has crusades. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she tweeted on, also, does anyone know anyone great, stroke safe, stroke reliable people who could do vampire chief caps on me in Austin or LA? Um, no- I mean, where do you get the people who are like, okay, I'm right, I'm a trained orthodontist, Dental surgeon, what, whatever, like, but vampire teeth—they're my speciality. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's an un, unusual speciality. I suppose you'd capture the market if you if you had that. She can only go to Austin or LA, though, Chris, and nowhere in between. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Also, any reputable Elfia modifiers in either of these cities? Still debating this surgery because cartilage doesn't heal, so it requires permanent stitches. Um, should say that she's um, she's written cuz, C-U-Z, rather than because, which uh, leads me to suspect she's a big fan of Slade. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. You can... Once you go once you go elf, you never go back. That's, <laughs> that's basically what she's saying. Grimes went on to say she is less interested in conventional beauty as she asked fans to give ideas on how she could alter her appearance. Uh, I think she's less interested in conventional beauty but quite interested in conventional getting lots of attention. Yeah, I would say so. Also, Chris, if you want to alter your appearance, get a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, to be honest, people underestimate how much a hat can do for a man or a woman. Yeah, that's it. Get a berry, get a top hat. You know, you don't need to get somebody to start slashing at your ears with literally yeah. a knife. Exactly. The musician already has a number of modifications to her body, including red alien scar tattoos, which cover her entire back. Mm. <laughs> okay. 
Elon and the singer split in September after three years together, just four months after welcoming their son. And oh god, I should have looked up how you pronounce this. The son, it's X A E A hyphen X I I. Um, there is a way of pronouncing this, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think I think they just call I think they just call him X now nowadays. Yeah, or or Bobby. Little Bobby. (laughs) Little Bobby. (laughs) However, the two are co-parenting and are on great terms. Oh, that's nice. We are semi-separated, but still love each other, see each other frequently, and are on great terms, Elon revealed to page six. Uh, Repeating the phrase great terms, which the journalist used in the previous uh, sentence. It's mostly that my work at SpaceX and Tesla requires me to be primarily in Texas or traveling overseas, and her work is primarily in LA. She's staying with me now, and baby X is in the adjacent room. Yeah, I mean, I think her work should primarily be in Middle Earth or Transylvania. Also, describing their own child as baby X makes it sound like his name can't be revealed for legal reasons. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Perhaps, like, as Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, maybe Xmas is a celebration of the birth of baby X. Well, I mean, it's an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory. In March, the Canadian pop star shocked fans when it was revealed she and Elon welcomed a second child together via a surrogate and following their semi-separation last September. Semi-separation. I mean, what on earth does that mean? Um, And I've left, I've missed something, Chris. That is the end of the story. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, what what can you say to that? What have people said to that? Have you read Um, the comments? There's only uh, a few comments here. Um, Carababe says she obviously doesn't love herself in her natural beauty. Very sad. Time on my hands again. Uh, Very accurately uh, titled Monica for somebody leaving comments on on the Mirror's website. Says looks like she went ahead anyway. Uh, A comment which is no need. Yeah. Uh, False white teeth. Says back tattoo. Is that what it is? Looks awful, by the way. Bad decision. Uh, I think um, false white teeth might be Donald Trump. Um, yeah. Didn't touch him by the the, the very Scarto uh, message there. Yeah. Um, and false white teeth also says, um, I'm sure the doctor wouldn't object to having her ears pinned back. Uh, I have no idea what point that person is making. Yeah, I think if there's only four comments and you've made two of them, I think you need to uh, <laughs> reassess your life. Now, Chris, um, I believe you've been taking a look at a story about Prue Leaf. I have indeed. Yes. So this is in the uh, Daily Express online and the headline, Get Her Off. Saturday kitchen fans unimpressed by Prue Leaf's, in quotes, shocking toast segment. Mm, I'm intrigued. Now, the subhead goes, Saturday Kitchen fans were left fuming with great British Bake Off star Prue Leaf, who showcased her recipes based on food she made with leftovers and toast during lockdown. Hmm. Are you uh, you a fan of Saturday Kitchen? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. 
Okay. Um, what about uh, Prue? Um, I don't have an opinion on her one way or the other. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, she's yeah, she's all right. I see her on Bake Off occasionally. Yeah, I've she's... never seen the Bake Off. Um, <laughs> no, so I don't. I, I can't. You know, I'm vaguely aware of of um, of who she is, but um, no, you know, I I don't have any opinion on her. I think you need to watch some current television to keep a bake to keep you keep your skin in the game. Unfortunately, Chris, uh, uh, what little time I have to watch television is spent by watching at least once a day the episode of Only Fools and Horses where they go to Miami. Right, well, fair <laughs> enough. Time well spent. Saturday Kitchen host Matt Tebbett was joined by Bake Off judge Prue Leaf, where she showcased her new book Bliss on Toast. During her segment, she explained where the inspiration for the book came from, explaining she was fed up with throwing away leftovers. As she explained some of the recipes in the book, viewers were left wildly unimpressed with some of the food she was putting on top. Okay, I'm I'm very excited to hear the kind of things that Prue Leaf has been putting on toast that so um, annoyed the British public. Yes, let, let me stress again, not just an impressed map. What? Wildly unimpressed. <laughs> Wildly. Thinking off her segment, Matt asked how he could help her, to which she simply stated, you have to make toast. Yep. <laughs> really making making use of a celebrated chef there. <laughs> Wondering what her inspiration for the book was, Matt asked, now all of these are from your new book, Bliss on Toast, so tell us how the book came around. She explained, well, the thing is, over lockdown, I made an awful lot of food for two, and it is so boring cooking for two. Oh, so boring. So boring. And then I would cook too much, of course. So then I would have all these leftovers, and I am too mean to throw away leftovers. Well, why is she, why, why is she cooking too much? She, she, she's useless, though, isn't she? She's a terrible yeah, I mean, cook. She's just got no sense of portion management. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, they all ended up on toast. And I really, by the time I'd gone through two years of this, I was really good at it. I, she's really good at the act of putting things onto toast. I'm like, I mean, I, I think we can all do that, can't we? Like, get the things and put the things onto the toasted bread. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the it's not the toughest bit of uh, culinary <laughs> skills. Um, Prue also managed to get herself flustered with the oven top and had to ask Matt twice to help turn it on and off. This woman's an absolute charlatan. <laughs> she can't even turn an oven on. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. As the recipes came together, Prue gave a brief explanation of what each topping consisted of, explaining, this is wholemeal bread with potted shrimps and pickled fennel. Hmm. Then this is my favourite, which is just stir-fried and a burrata, and it is sitting on toast with tapenade. Yep. It's just stir-fried kale with a little bit of chilli and coriander and a burrata. <laughs> Sit on just, top of the just, 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 just doing a lot of work there. Threw together. Yeah. And this I, one. I don't think I know what tapenade is. Um, I used to spread, isn't it, I think? It's a, oh, it's like... A, it's a sort of posh way of saying spread. Okay, like um, um, a lurpak. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. With a little... I mean, li- olive, li- olives, often. Yeah, the like, little, little man playing a trumpet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) this one this is the answer to the 80s pineapple thing it is just a slab of ham grilled in a salsa made of pineapple and chili 
Oh, thank God for that. I don't know about you, Chris. I don't know what to do with my leftover pineapple. God, the 80s pineapple thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it suggests like pineapple with suddenly popping up everywhere. Miami Vice, guest star, pineapple. I suppose it, it did play a major role in what many people would call the song of the 80s, Agadoo by Black Lace. You had to push pineapples, oh. didn't you? Wow. Um, I wonder if you had, would you have any anecdote relating to Agadoo? I'm afraid not. Advocating for people to use the recipes at dinner parties, Prue added, I think it makes a really good lunch. And if you have friends around, it is just more relaxing than a dinner party where you have to worry about the formality. Yep. Invite people around and then say, right, you're all getting toast. You're all getting toast. See how long they stay. <laughs> um, viewers watching the show from their home were outraged at the toppings and took to their Twitter accounts to express their thoughts. I bet they did. At kids underscore blockheads fumed, this woman doesn't know how to cook. Get her off the telly. Hashtag Saturday Kitchen. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Kiz underscore blockheads. I'm glad that even through her blinding rage, she still remembered the hashtag. <laughs> At Sebastian Tomcat sarcastically wrote, Inspirational. I'm going to make a cheese on toast with brown sauce on top in a bit. Hashtag Saturday Kitchen. Lowest form of wit, Sebastian Tomcat. I mean... To be honest, it is the journalist's opinion. I mean, unless there's some emoji, sarcastic emoji that he added, you know, he could have been genuine. I don't know how you would um, sum up sarcasm in an emoji. No, well, no, I think you, there is a there is a sort of you know, sort of strokes strokes chin, oh, yes. eye kind of glance. Yeah. At CB underscore O three eight asked, "Who has potted shrimp and lavender oil during your cost of living squeeze?" Get real, utter middle class shot. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tesla Kitchen. Wow. I mean, that's really going out there. <laughs> Tube underscore screamer teased, had to check my calendar to make sure it really is the 1st of October and not the 1st of April. Hashtag Saturday Kitchen. Do you think that Tube underscore screamer literally had to check their calendar to make sure it wasn't the 1st of April? Because that'd be terrible. You know, if it was the 1st of October and you're thinking, I think it might be the 1st of April. And then you've yeah. completely forgotten all, all the, the, the months in between. That would be one where you probably should, you know, contact your contact your GP on that one. <laughs> Michael R. Humphrey slammed, hashtag Saturday Kitchen, what an embarrassment Leaf is and a waste of an opening segment. <laughs> That's the thing about Saturday Kitchen. Every minute counts. Every second counts. <laughs> And finally, at ITT3941118, simply stated, chicken casserole on toast, no thanks, hashtag Saturday Kitchen. Oh, that's somebody who has spent less time thinking about their tweet as they did put him in that very specific set of numbers into the handle. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a very much a, a, a default uh, username if there ever yeah, was. That's one. one that's come all the way from Moscow. Exactly. So that's the way they get to us through Saturday <laughs> Kitchen. First, Putin goes for Kiev, and then he goes for Leaf. Exactly. Once, once you lose faith in Leaf, you know, <laughs> people's hanging. People are hanging by a thread. Trust in Leaf is important. Okay, Matt. So, what have you got to round us off with? 
I am going uh, to, once again, the Express Online story headlined, Mike Parry vows to boycott Alster after explosive rant about shoppers in pyjamas. Wow, this is saving the best for last, I think. Absolutely. Uh, people will remember this story. It really, really uh, has captured the nation's imagination. Um, it's got the subhead, and this is a quote, a direct quote from Mike Parry. I won't be shopping at Asda anymore if they say they haven't got a dress code. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> there is a lot to unpack there. I'm just loving the idea of Asda having a dress code. Yeah, I mean, presumably it would be George. Lots of George <laughs> yeah, clothing. Yeah. Well, imagine that. Somebody on the door looking you up and down to make sure that you are fit to go and, uh, go and shop in Asda. Anyway... Let's crack on. Mm. Mike Parry blasted Asda in a scathing rant about its lack of dress code in an interview on the Jeremy Vine show today. The journalist and radio presenter appeared on Mr. Vine's Channel 5 show saying he would boycott the supermarket after he discovered it didn't have a dress code following reports of two shoppers entering a store wearing pyjamas last week. Good Lord. Very formal uh, Mr. Vine there as well, which is quite Yeah, odd. exactly. Oh, here we go. He also gets uh, he also gets it. Mr. Parry, 67, argued nightwear and dressing gowns can harbour bacteria and dust, which he feels would be unpleasant to share with other shoppers. Now, I disagree. I mean, <laughs> I think if the last few years have told us anything, it's that uh, sharing bacteria... Is is obviously only a positive. <laughs> Speaking on the programme, Mr. Parry added, you told me this was an Asda store. I won't be shopping at Asda anymore if they say they haven't got a dress code. Don't they understand that if people go into a supermarket in pyjamas and their dressing gown, they are carrying the detritus of 24 hours of a human being? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird way of putting it. Hey, are you saying that they've worn pyjamas and a dressing gown for 24 hours? <laughs> like, it's like sort of the big Lebowski. Yeah, or Arthur Dent in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. God. <laughs> there's a picture of a human being. There's a picture of him. And <laughs> he, just, he looks very angry, doesn't yeah. he? And then at the bottom, it's a screen grab of, of the Channel 5 show. At the bottom, it says, OK, to go shopping in your pyjamas and the number to ring if you wish to state your brains about whether you should go shopping in your pyjamas. Yeah, I bet the phone is off the hook. <laughs> he goes on. So, you are talking about flaked skin on their dressing gown. You are talking about the fact that they are probably stained with bodily fluids because of the movements of what they've been doing for the past 24 hours. What Steady, does Mike, Mike. do? <laughs> What's he doing in his pyjamas? You are talking about the most disgusting and filthy things. Hair has come out of your head and it's on your pyjamas. You lean over to pick something out of the freezer and that flaky skin, that piece of hair, that detritus and dust and filth off your dressing gown goes into that freezer. It should be banned. Well, I mean, it's, it certainly made me think twice about reaching in for a Haggandas. Mr. Parry appeared alongside political activist Femi Oluwole, 32, who disagreed with his argument. 
The political commentator joked Mr. Parry's bed must look like a crime scene in response to the rant. Uh, which sure. I mean, it must be refreshing for Femi to be talking about something, something like serious, you know, <laughs> yeah. serious like this. Yeah. Um, uh, listeners who don't know, uh, Femi Oli is a, a man who spends 24 hours a day on Twitter saying that we need to immediately rejoin the EU, which is not a question for this particular podcast. I would simply say, hmm, practical. <laughs> <laughs> But back to the pyjamas. A a photo of two Asda shoppers in Hull was shared widely on social media last week, prompting a debate among customers. The woman who took the picture said, if you are still in your pyjamas at that time of day, that's your business. But going to the shops like that is just bizarre. I would be mortified if somebody saw me out and about in my pyjamas. They didn't even look embarrassed or anything. Final line. Express.co.uk has contacted Asda regarding Mr. Parry's comments. And I really think they will come back to them. <laughs> I would imagine that it's taken so long. It's because there are meetings going ahead at Asda's parent company, Walmart, in the US at the moment, <laughs> where they are absolutely drilling down on this and saying what they should say about the fact that people's hair apparently comes out onto their pyjamas and then falls into their freezers and there's bodily fluids in their dressing wow. gowns. <laughs> We've upset one of Britain's top influencers. <laughs> We've upset the limeys. <laughs> that's that's my that's my American accent. I your yeah yours was a bit you know stronger I think you yeah. know. And with that, Chris, we end this fortnight's barely contained. <laughs> Well, yes, um, and if you should wish to um, experience more detritus of, uh, you know, several days of human beings, um, then you can visit us on social media. Um, So how about going to Twitter at barely underscore pod, or you could go to Facebook at barely contain the podcast. You can indeed. And once you've done that, um, we would, you know, we'd bloody love it. If you went to the podcatcher on which you listen to this podcast, be that um, Spotify or Apple or Google or Amazon or whatever floats your boat, leave us a a, a review, uh, subscribe, and then tell your friends. Get down to Asda and uh, shout about it in the freezer aisle. Yeah, don't don't wear your dressing gown though. Don't wear your dressing gown. Mike Parry doesn't like it. He does not. And until then, Chris, it just leaves me to thank you for your time today. You've been very professional. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Likewise. Bye.